You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. I have found that when it is cold outside, the uh, Kentucky sunshine cures a multitude of winter sins. So I'm thankful for that today. We are very blessed at this time and this particular week and weekend to have our board of trustees with us. This is a very accomplished, competent, visionary group of men and women from all throughout the United States and even the world. But the most important thing I want you to know this morning is their love of Asbury and, importantly, their love of you. You are being prayed for. You are being thought about. You are being discussed throughout the year by these individuals. It's an extraordinary group, and again, it's a blessing to have them with us this morning. In his notes, commentary notes on Luke 10, the parable of the Good Samaritan, John Wesley writes this. He says, with an honest openness of mind, let us always remember the kindred between man and man and cultivate that happy instinct whereby in the original constitution of our nature, God has strongly bound us one to another. I love this quote. It says a couple of things. First, that we are relationally constituted. That's how we're made. That's how we're designed, how we're wired to be in community. We're communal beings. And second, that God wants to expand our vision of community. And he gives us this panoramic view of the world and the church that we get to participate within and the work that he is doing within it. That is a happy instinct, and that is a blessing. And that has been our experience this week to expand our vision and see the work that God is doing throughout the world, throughout the globe, within his church, and our opportunity to participate in that. That continues this morning with the Reverend Dr. Jerry P. Kula. He's an elder in the United Methodist Church, serving with the Liberia Annual Conference. He's a pastor, a former conference director of evangelism and missions, a former superintendent of the Monrovia District of the Liberia area of the United Methodist Church, and a former dean of the School of Theology at United Methodist University. He currently serves as dean of the United Methodist University Graduate School of Theology located in Liberia, and it's a blessing to have him with us this morning. Good morning, everyone. Oh, Dr. Kelvin and our board members, faculty, students, and everyone here, I bring you greetings from my family. I'm married to a beautiful lady called Ruth, and we are blessed with four children. I bring you greetings from the students where I also serve in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Um, the one standing before you I consider my life a miracle. I was born behind the banana bush. After 10 years before I got to know my birthday, I know that would be surprising for many of you, but that's, that's my reality. Uh, I'm excited to share my faith, 
because my life is a miracle. On the 16th of August, 1990, my life would have been gone. A guy with AK-47 was pointing the gun right into my chest when our civil war was going on. All was left for him to do was to let go the trickle. I would have been dead. But God spared my life because of this moment. Amen. And that's why I'm excited to be here. And I want to thank Greg and all of you for inviting me to share about the voices of the global church. I want to thank Lisa and Alvarez and others who have spoken before me. And I just come to add on to what they have said. Your invitation to me all the way from Africa is a demonstration of your desire to hear the voice of God from the global church. And I'm excited to be here because by your invitation to me also an expression of the African voice of the global church. So thank you very much. Um, thinking about the voices of the global church, there are so many voices around us that we hear every day from the electronic and print media, even from your cell phone. There are lots of voices there right now. But it depends upon which voice you are listening to. This morning, I want to encourage us to listen to the voice of God. Because the voices of the global church, in the midst of all the other voices, is the voice of God. And the voice of God is contained in the Word of God. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So that the man, the woman of God, might be terribly equipped for every good work. Amen. Uh, so, as my contribution this morning, I want to speak to all of us on the theme investment. Investment. Uh, but before I do that, I would like for you to join me in preaching the first portion of my sermon through song. Uh, investment, you know, has all to do with developing something for the future, saving for the future. We'll talk more about that. But I want you to join me do a song, a Sunday school song that you should be very familiar with. And it is a competition between the men in the house and the women in the house. Are you ready for that? <laughs> all right. And the trophy is who owns Asbury University? <laughs> If the men wins, then you own Asbury University. If the lady wins, then you own Asbury University. Can we try that? All right. The song, let's, uh, the song is very simple. The song says, I will make you features of men. Can we see the song? Okay. It's very simple. Can we all try that? I will make you features of men, features of men, features of men. I will make you features of men if you follow me. If you follow me. If you follow me. Glory, hallelujah. I will make you features of men if you follow me. Now the previous slide, let's go back to the previous slide. The men will stand up on, make men and me. And the women will stand on, features and follow. 
Okay, that's the competition. I'm going to display it for you. Are you ready? Watch me. So you sing the song, and I will be the man. Are you ready? One, two, go. I will make you fish Okay, no, just hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> Let me demonstrate it, and then you can follow. Then we'll go for the competition. You sing, and I will display for the men. <laughs> Are you ready? Go. I will make you fish of men. Fish of men. Fish of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. If you follow me. If you follow me. Glory, hallelujah. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. <laughs> Okay, ladies. Let me do for the ladies also. Okay? <laughs> I hope I will not miss it. The lady, okay, sing this song. I will do for the ladies. I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. If you follow me. The competition. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Who owns Asbury University? <laughs> okay. Are you ready? One, two, go. I will men. <laughs> I will make you fishers of men. If you follow me, if you follow me, if you follow me, glory, hallelujah, I will make you fish of me if you follow me. <laughs> Well, to confess, it was difficult to determine who won. <laughs> because, uh, but I will leave the competition for you to try another time, okay? <laughs> okay, let's move on. And this is it. The greatest investment you and I can ever make is to do what? Let's read out together. Follow Jesus with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Let him take up residence in your heart. He will lead you to the finish line. Amen. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. If you, the best investment you can ever make in this life is to follow Jesus. Your parents may not be following Jesus, but you can follow Jesus. Your fiancé may not be following Jesus, but you can follow Jesus. 
Your roommate may not be following Jesus. That's the best investment you can make. Amen? Let's move forward. The next, the next one. This one, we're going to demonstrate the voices of the global church. We're all going to sing in Japanese, in Spanish, in Kiswahili, in Mano, whatever language you represent. It's very simple. What does it say? Jesus, we are here, we are here. Jesus, we are here for you. And this is how it goes. Jesus, we are here. Jesus, we are here. Jesus, we are here. We are here for you. Simple. You want to try it out with me in English? Let's go. Jesus, we are here. Jesus, we are here. Jesus, we are here. We are here for Excellent. Let's try one more. Jesus, we are here. Jesus. Does the hands of the Spanish-speaking people? Great. Sing it in Spanish. Tell Jesus you are here. Japanese, Kiswahili, whatever. Let's sing it in different languages. Can we try that? One, two. I'll sing it in mano. One, two, go. from the depth of your heart and tell the Lord you are here for him. Raise up your hand to heaven, everybody, as a sign of your total surrender to the Lord. And let's sing it first in English and then we'll break out into our different languages as the voices of the global church. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together, Jesus, we are here. Jesus, we are here. Jesus, oh, we are In the name of the Lion of the tribe of Judah, in the name of the one who has broken every yoke and given us the victory, 
I present your people to you this morning. We thank you, O oh God, because we are here for you. We are here, O oh God, to declare your praises. We are here to say to you, Father, we want to follow you. We want to surrender our lives to you. We want to be all you want us to be. And I just commit everyone to you, Lord, as we continue in this thought. Our Father, by your grace, you will lead us, you will guide us, you will bless us, and you will make us a blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you. Please have your seat. Thank you for helping me to preach the first part of my message. <laughs> Let's move on to the second part. Now we want to emphasize the whole idea about the investment. Okay? And uh, investment, a business term, developing something for the future. And the point I want to make here this morning, my dear brothers and sisters, since the Lord rescued me, my desire is to invest my life for the kingdom. My desire is to invest my life in the life of someone else. And so that is what the global mission, the Great Commission is all about. And so this morning, I want to just challenge you about the whole idea of investing your talents, your skills, your abilities, your spiritual gifts for advancing the kingdom of God. And this idea comes from Matthew chapter 25. Verses 14 to 13. In Matthew chapter 25, it's a build up from chapter 24, where Jesus' disciples have asking about the end time. What will be the signs of the end time? And he uses three parables in chapter 25 to let them know that no one knows the time. But what is important is that all of us must be ready. We must prepare for his coming. And when he comes... He's going to judge the world. And so whether you are a rich man, you are a poor man, a slave, whoever you are, when Christ comes, he's going to judge the world. And so we, will not, uh, we, we may not be able to read the entire passage, but let's just begin with verses 14 and 15. Read along with me. What does it say? Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went out on the journey. So what is happening is that in verses 14 to 30, Jesus gave the story symbolizing himself, the kingdom of God, and all of us. So in that passage, the three sevens represent you and me. And Jesus, uh, uh, and the one who has gone on the journey is Jesus. And he has entrusted onto us lots of abilities, skills, talents to invest for the kingdom. So that someday when he returns, he will reward us. And he will say to all of us who have faithfully served, well done, my good and faithful servant. I would like you to read the rest of the story uh, as I go on because of time. But the scripture says that when this guy took a long journey, he gave one five talents of, or five bags of gold, or another two bags of gold, and one, one bag of gold. What is important is that he gave to each of them according to their ability. God will give you what you are able to handle. God does not want you to be a photocopy. He does not want any plagiarism. 
<laughs> he wants you to be original. So he gives you what you are capable of handling. And so he, he took off. And the Bible says the first guy went to work, and he worked so hard, he earned five ta- additional five talents, 100%. The second guy went ahead, he also earned another two talents, 100% interest. But the, the last guy took his money and dug a hole and buried it. He went on having party and enjoying himself, apparently. But one day, the bus man came back. And he called all of them to give account. The first guy gave account of his increase. And the, the, the bus man said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and enjoy my inheritance. Said the same to the second guy. But the third guy, when he came, he began to accuse his boss. He said, I know that you are a hard man. You have us where you have not gathered. And he said all sorts of mean things about his boss. But all that he said had nothing to do with the fact that he had some money to invest. It was all about him and not about the bus. And the bus described him as a wicked, worthless, lazy servant. And at the end of the day, he was thrown out of the job and he lost his job. I don't know which of you identifies with the last guy or the first two guys. I want to uh, conclude my message this morning by just calling your attention to some of the reasons why I believe uh, we can be successful like the other guys, the two guys, or we can be like the first guy who lost everything and could not give proper account of the resources that was entrusted to his care. So the question is, why did this guy who received the one talent according to his ability, why did he lose out? Number one, he failed to invest into his future. He allowed the the perceived notion he had of the boss man to demotivate him. My friend, you do not have control over what others do. You have control over what you do. Because God will hold you accountable. Secondly, he failed to take risk. He was afraid to make mistakes. He was afraid to fail. But this is what life is all about. We must venture into life. And whenever we fail, we can rise again. Because the scripture says, the step of a good man are ordered by the law. Though he falls, though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his righteous right hand. Another reason why this guy failed to succeed, he was stuck in his past and failed to move forward. Your past is your past. And when you try to move into the past, you bump into other people. But keep moving forward. Looking unto Jesus, the altar and prophet of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Another reason why he failed, he had buried his dream and ambition, probably thinking that he still had more time in the future. Many young people today are burying their dreams and their vision because they think that there is a lot of time ahead of them. My friend, time waits for no man. Time starts for no one. It keeps moving into eternity. It keeps moving on into eternity. Let's move on to... The two guys. And as I was thinking about their lives, I thought I would suggest to you 
some reasons why I think they succeeded and suggest to you what you must do in order for you to be declared good and faithful servant when Jesus comes back someday. Whether you and I stay alive when he comes or whether he comes while we are already in heaven, I would like for Jesus to say to me, good and faithful servant. So what must you do? What must I do so that at the end of the day, we can be referred to as good and faithful servant. Number one, turn your life and all your brokenness over to Jesus. He will mend your broken pieces and put your life back together brand new. All of us have broken pieces, and we know Jesus can mend them for us. So 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Number two, do not live or get stuck in your past. Move forward by faith. Hebrews eleven six. 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God may believe that God exists and that God rewards those who diligently seek him. So move forward. Do not get stuck in your past like this guy who was complaining and arguing about everything. When you complain, you want to see the situation around you. But when you step out in faith, you can look up and see God, and God can lead you. Number three, be a good steward of God's resources. All that you are, all that you have, belongs to God. So be a good steward. The goal in life should be to use your skills and ability to invest for God, and then you will gain more. Number four, be a visionary. Think about the future. Because where there is no vision, the people perish. Plan for the future and look into the future. Banner says vision is a mental portrait of a better future. Imparted by God to his chosen servant. And it's based upon your circumstances, your, uh, based upon yourself and your knowledge of God and the circumstances around which you find yourself. And I will encourage you to use time wisely. Also, I will say to you, work hard. Because the future awaits you. And it is important for me, as I speak to you students, because I was once in your shoes. And this is it. Exercise delayed gratification. King Solomon said, there is time for everything. A season for every purpose under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to invest into your future right now. The faculty are investing into you so that you can become somebody tomorrow. So exercise delayed gratification. The future is not running away. Don't rush into it. Prepare yourself for the future. And be a man or woman of character. Because leadership is good, but Greg Johnson says, leadership will destroy a man whose character has not been prepared for it. He further says that uh, a leader's character is like the foundation of a building. If it is not strong, deep, and firmly fixed in place, the life and all that he builds will eventually collapse. And finally, I want to say to you, be a light to the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16, the Bible says that's who we are. 
In order for our voices to be heard loud and clear, we must be a light to the world. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your light so shine. The problem with the voices of the global church is that it's not always consistent with the word of God. This is the message. And you and I are the medium. But the challenge we have is that the message and the medium are not always consistent. And when that happens, we create confusion in the minds of the community that is waiting to hear the good news. And so while we are proclaiming the good news, we become a bad news. So a bad news trying to proclaim the good news inconsistency. This is our challenge. So be a light to the world. I encourage you to be a light. Light up your candle and run through the darkness. Seek out the homeless who are hopeless, confused, and poor. Show up your candle. That's your character. For all to see, take your candle. Go light the word. If you do, you will be productive and successful. And someday, the Lord will say to you, like, like the God said to the two guys, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. As I conclude this message, the Holy Spirit of God may be speaking to some of you to start anew with God. To turn your life and your career, your ambition, your dreams over to the Lord. This is your opportunity. Some of you might need God to clarify your vision and increase your burden for mission. And so as I conclude, I want to invite you to the altar that I may pray along with you. Because I believe God is speaking to you. Some of you here might be preparing for missions. And by the way, I'm on a recruiting mission. I'm here on a recruiting mission. I want some of you to come to Africa, come and join us to make investment for eternity because that's the only investment that lasts. But if you are here this morning and you want to say, Lord, clarify my vision. Lord, help me to turn my life over to you. Help me to follow you and not follow all the persuasions because some of the verses we hear are very distracting. They are demanding our attention. But God wants us to follow him because that's the best investment we can make. And furthermore, he wants us to surrender all to Jesus. So as I conclude, if you are here this morning and you want God to speak to you or you want God to clarify your vision or you want to turn your life over to God for the first time, I give you the invitation. Come over and we will come to the altar and we will pray. If you want to just stand in your seat wherever you are, do so and God will bless you. I want to thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you. And I want to conclude as we sing the song, All to Jesus I Surrender. And as we do so, make the choice. Turning it over to Jesus is a choice. And no one can force you to do that. Amen. Thank you very much. Are there some obstacles you need to tell the Lord to take care of? My friend, this is a serious business. It's no time to trick it, to pretend it. The Holy Spirit of God is speaking to you. And you want to take a step of faith. Because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he exists. That he rewards those who diligently seek him. 
I want to pray for you now before I take my seat. You see, if anyone else is coming, you can come. You want to stay in your, in your seat, you can stay in your seat. And we'll pray for you. I believe God is speaking to many hearts here right now. Please bow your heads. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Lord Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your call upon our lives to invest for eternity. I want to thank you for the Asbury University. I thank you for our board members. I thank you for the faculty, staff, and students. I thank you for those who are standing up I thank you for those who are kneeling before the altar. They have come unto you and not unto man. They have a need, O oh God. Your word said, commit your way unto the Lord, and you will fulfill the desires of your heart. And so God will say, thank you for the step of faith that they have taken. And we pray, O oh God, for your intervention in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for whatever they are asking for, that you will grant it. And we pray for those among us who have not made the decision to follow Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will break every yoke, oh God, abound them. And I pray, oh Jesus, that you will lead every one of us in the way of truth and righteousness. For those who are trusting you for the mission field, open the right doors unto them. For those who are still struggling in their minds, as to what will God have me do? Oh God, provide the clarity. We thank you for what the future holds. And Lord, we claim our eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered into the hearts of men what God will do for God's people. Bless your people and make us a blessing. We thank you for hearing us and we thank you for answering us. In Jesus' name, amen.